Got world. so many strongest soldiers, so it's never over Even if you need someone to hold you to keep your composure Even on the days you're moving slower and can't seem to focus You were meant for greatness and you know it, you just gotta show it Know you question life a couple times, but it's okay, you growing Know you gotta read between the lines, but it's okay, you on it Know you got some people in your life that's gonna make you want it Know you got some people by your side when you look into their eyes All you ever do is smile, cause they make you worth it Already know this life ain't perfect, but you gotta work it Welcome, kings and queens, to One Sick Bee. I am your host, Certified One Sick Bee. Here at One Sick Bee, we don't cry, we thrive, we don't whine, we whine. Shout out to Black Girl Magic Moscato Wines. The definition of One Sick Bee is a strong individual that faces or fights through unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles that life throws at you without warning, but you refuse to carry the spirit of brokenness. And today, kings and queens, I am so honored to interview a queen, a board certified wellness and health coach named Lizette. Welcome Lizette to One Sick Me. Thank you, Brandy. Thank you so much for having me. I am so honored to have you. First of all, I always ask everybody, um, how have you been through, I call it negative COVID-19, even though COVID has brought out some positive things, but I think uh, the ups and downs of COVID uh, and, and forever change it. Um, how have you been and how do you feel about getting back out in the new world? It's funny that you ask that question and the way that you phrase it. Um, I will say that in going with the flow of life, which I, I very much try to do, I was, um, I'll say mentally, emotionally, and physically prepared as far as my personal and professional mm. life to enter mm. the COVID season. Mm. And I said that because I had already transitioned, uh, I call it my former life of working in mm. corporate America and human resources. Okay. I had already transitioned to working for myself and having my own business. And the beauty of that is in having my own business, I had decided long ago that my business was going to be able to take place from anywhere. Um, all I needed was Wi-Fi or a hotspot. So the work from home aspect that a lot of people embraced or were forced to embrace during COVID, um, I had already been in that flow. Transition. Right. So um, I think the major transition uh, that COVID brought to my life was um, welcoming everyone else that was already in that space. And yeah. then also um, really just embracing um, not having FOMO right? Fear of missing out. And yeah. really, if this is what the time and the space is, is providing to me right now, just to clear away any distractions and focus on myself, my healing, my own personal development, that's exactly what I poured myself into. So um, it was a very healing time. It was a very peaceful time and productive time as far as my growth, personally. Mm. And um, I will say, thank God, I did not, um, I did not contract COVID. Yeah, that's um, it definitely, but a lot of people around me did, and um, yeah. you know, being able to support them yes. was, was for me. Yes, I love how you said about welcoming, welcoming into your space because uh, when COVID hit and we were forced to uh, stay at home, uh, for me, it kind of was. A laughable moment because I've spent so much of this autoimmune disease in in my own confinement to my own right. space. So I was kind of like laughing, like, "Are you guys having an attack? Like, you have to stay." We're already doing this. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, are you serious? Like, really? Like, okay, well, 
you know, but I understand then, you know, like I said, uh, it, it, I love how you said it gave you clarity because it also helped, like you said, clear up a lot of things mentally. It gave you that time and that space to, to wellness. I, I, I did lose a couple of family members uh, to COVID. I lost my grandma. So I also had the downside of losing family members and knowing that, you know, the grace of that, but God gave me grace to keep pushing forward and to uh, live in this new found world. Well, Lizette is a one sick bee, but she was diagnosed with lupus. Can you give us a glimpse of that diagnosis and when you were diagnosed, when and where you were diagnosed? And if prior to your diagnosis, you felt you seen any symptoms of this lupus? Absolutely. And thank you for giving me um, such, um, such a great platform to discuss this on. I do want to say I'm really sorry that you lost your, your grandmother to COVID. Thank you. I lost, um, you're welcome. I lost my grandfather and a couple of family members in Panama oh, as well. Yeah, I'm sorry about your losses as well. I like, you see how we still have grace though through it? We still, still can shine. Absolutely. Um, so uh, about lupus. I was diagnosed with lupus in 2006. I was in my early 20s and um, definitely something that completely changed the trajectory of my life. Um, it actually led me to discovering my purpose and um, changing my life and health. Um, I want to say for the better, believe it or not. And um, the way that lupus affected me which were, these were indicators. And at the time, you know, if you've been feeling, this is what people don't understand because lupus is a chronic autoimmune illness. That means that you did not contract it from anyone. It's not contagious. You were born with it. It is genetic. And um, there's still a lot of studies and research going on to determine how people flare up and lupus becomes visible and active. Um, so I say all that to say, if it's something that you were born with, it's kind of hard to determine when this started happening for you, these symptoms, yeah. because essentially you could have been feeling like that your whole life. Yeah, so, I never knew it. It was your norm. And your never normal, yeah, it's your body, normal feeling in your body. You understand. So um, for me, there were a couple symptoms that were kind of hard for me to really understand. Like I shouldn't be feeling this way as far as the fatigue, as far as the inflammation leading to pain in my body. But I also had very physical indicators. Um, one was hair loss at such a young age, which um, being a woman, um, even being a man, just being so young, experiencing hair loss was very traumatic and not part of your identity. Someone that I will say um, I'm so appreciative of being able to have a full head of hair. That was like something that I I loved and you know just really embraced and and being a woman, our identity, our hair, our shape is just like a woman with alopecia. That's part of their identity and what they go through. Exactly. And them to, when start, that's a blessing. So, yeah. That that was a big indicator for me, as well as um, another physical indicator uh, that you could actually see. And this is what prompted me to go to the hospital to begin finding out what's going on is um, my platelet count was dropping and that was causing um, extreme bruises all over my body. I would wake up with fresh new bruises that were as purple as my shirt, even darker. 
And so my mom was the one, um, it was actually a day that we were going to the beach and my bikini strap, you know, tied in my back from a car ride to Orlando, Florida to Daytona, which is about an hour, hour and a half drive. I had the biggest bruise on my back from that car ride, just from that, from the um, bikini strap and me sitting back in the car on it, just from that pressure. And my mom said, you have to go to the doctor. And she had been telling me, telling me, and I'm like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. That moment, I, I couldn't deny it at that point, having a big purple bruise on my back for no reason at all. And I said, okay, I'll go to the doctor. And that's when I found out, they, they told me, they said, well, only three things that we're aware of would cause your platelet count to drop so low to where you would experiencing these bruises and internal bleeding. And they said, you either have AIDS, cancer, or lupus. And if you could imagine, they ruled out AIDS with a blood mm -hmm. test. They ruled out cancer after, and this was months after testing and blood work. They ruled out cancer after a bone marrow transplant, or, or I'm sorry, bone marrow biopsy. Um, and then I had a lymph node biopsy that they took out a lymph node right here. After all that, they said, okay, it's not AIDS, it's not cancer, it's lupus. Mm -hmm. And if you can imagine, I was like, thank God, okay, it's lupus. Like, who wants to hear that they have yeah, You don't want your cancer. You don't no. want to hear that these are unfortunately. Yeah. Extremely scary and life threatening. Yeah, yeah. And not that lupus isn't, but at that time, a lot you of people feel like it's a lower dose. A lower, you think, okay, it's 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 well, you lupus. think it's the lower. Now yeah, that's what? better. Yeah, that's that what I was gonna I'm ask you. How did you? heal from that how did you start your heal it took a lot of time um at that time there was not a lot of knowledge um out in society about lupus not a lot of people knew about it so mm -hmm. i meaning i didn't know much about it uh, my friends my family didn't know much about it at the time i remember there were only four rheumatologists in my um in my healthcare network that mm. could that I could seek services from. So God forbid you better like or get along with one, one of them. Four of them. Yeah. And believe me, I went through all four and I, I ended up with the last one. Um, so that's so good because you can't just the first one's not always right. And you need a second opinion. And then if your second opinion you're not comfortable with, you get a third. I've been through it. So I like that you advocated for yourself and didn't just go with the first. Thank you for saying that because, well, you asked me two things I want to address is how did I get through the healing and then advocating for myself. I will say first and foremost, um, advocating for myself was something that I wasn't aware that I was, had the ability to do. So the healing part of, of lupus took years. And I'll say that because at first I was, um, a little bit of in shock once, um, cause my first reaction was like, okay, I have lupus. Now what, how do we fix it? Right. I know what it is. Thank God. Yeah. You know? And so now what do we do? And yeah. that's when I found out you will have this for life and there is no cure. So at that point I went from happiness of knowing what I was diagnosed with. I finally have an answer, but then now that you're telling me that there's no cure, I'm left with all, all of these unknowns. And it really left me in a place of confusion. I felt lost. Um, I was very much in denial, meaning I did not talk about my illness like I am today. I would have never done that the first no, couple of years. I understand. Yeah. And so 
and I, um, also I'm being in denial and not really diving into healing. I didn't know how to heal. How can you heal yourself from something where there's no care? And it's just, it's when we think of health, we automatically think of the physical health, but there's the emotional, mental, physical, of course, aspect, social aspect. There's so many different aspects of health that I was not prepared to really when you add the way you or learn how to overcome. Yeah, I'm my apologies. Uh no, it's okay. When you uh when you're going through this moment at that time and you look back, what did your support system look like? How did the people around you do you feel they understood or they were willing? So I know you great, you said your mom's been very supportive. So of course your mom took you in and supported. Do you how do you feel? Uh being in a circle of maybe people who don't have health issues, how do you feel? That's a great question. My family did everything in their power to make me feel, um, to make me feel okay, to provide support, to love me through it. But um, to your point, them not having a chronic illness, it was very hard for them to understand what I was going through. And it took for me, and this is what I had to learn with time, in order, people essentially want to be there for you and help you, especially your family or your close friends. And I will say, in order for them to to actually step into that role of support and and love, um, it takes for me the person that has the illness to be able to articulate what I need. And so it took a lot for me to one, be able to acknowledge that I had this after being in denial, um, to be able to learn what it felt like for me when I was feeling well and when I was feeling off, when I was, when lupus was flaring, that was a whole process that Mm -hmm. listening to your body and knowing your body, it took me a while. And so after I was able to do all that, then it's like, well, how do I explain lupus to people as far as what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling? And at the time, there was nobody like me, like a health coach or health and wellness coach or lupus coach. There were none. I was the first in my industry. And believe me, I Googled it. I researched. I looked into it because Mm. I'm like, I, there needs to be someone like this and don't get me wrong. There were support groups, Mm. but I remember going to my first support group with my mom who highly encouraged me and it was very traumatic for me. Oh, me too. It was depressing. I cried and I remember everyone just talking about how how their struggles and Mm -hmm. I think that that's important for people to get that off their chest but at that point it was it wasn't what it was too much way too much. It was a lot. I turned around and told my mom like I'm not going back. I'm like, that was so depressing. I'm like, am I going to die? What's going to happen? Like, I don't want to do that anymore because I didn't feel like there was any encouragement. I understand what you said, you get the vent, but there was nobody redirecting to say, yes, that sucked that day. But what about that day could inspire you for tomorrow or, you know, or what could you, you know. Right, and and that part, people, you know, everyone's at a different stage. And at the stage that I was I didn't want to necessarily succumb to, to these depressing feelings because I was already working through that. I needed someone to encourage and empower me. And I didn't find that out in the support groups at the time. So 
I decided if I'm going to help my family and friends be there to me, uh, be there for me, I need to discover my power and be able to articulate how I'm feeling, what I want, what I need from them as far as support. And I need to understand myself and like, what, what do I want my new life to look like? Because I had to realize life was different, but it wasn't over. And if this is what I'm going to be dealing with for the rest of my life, God knows I didn't anticipate this. He gave me this cross to bear. And I truly believe that God doesn't give you too much to handle that, that a cross to bear that you cannot. And there's some kind of purpose and healing in this for me. God, I don't know what it is, but please give me clarity. Give me strength. Give me direction. And so to answer your question, my healing process did not start until about eight Throughout that time, it took me about eight years to get to the point where I was okay talking about my lupus, my symptoms, what I was feeling, and all of that. And that little by little led me to step into my purpose, which is helping others heal. Um, I founded my business, Discover Your Power, and I help people improve their health, and I help people live purposely and authentically. So that is what I do for yeah. I'm sorry. If you could tell, if you could look back and tell the diagnosis that anything or encouragement or a little glimpse of how to process what they're going, what she was going through, what would you say to her? Oh, wow. I would honestly give myself a hug. Mm. Um, and, and I, and I'm, it's easy for me to say this because this is what I do now with people that, that come to me for support, um, especially those that have a chronic illness or lupus, any autoimmune disease, I would embrace them, giving them a hug, um, letting, letting, you know, Hey, baby girl, you can discover your power. You can heal. You can improve your health. You can rebuild this new life where you feel whole and it is possible your life has changed, but you have the power to create a whole new life. That's what I would share. Wow. Um, one of your core values is improving your health. In which ways do you say, I mean, not just people with chronic illness, but people in general, which ways, in which ways can we improve our health? What are some tips to improve our health? I, I love that question um because so i consider myself to be a holistic health coach okay and um particularly holistic because when you focus on healing and health from the holistic aspect or even any any aspect of coaching which is what i do is you don't just look at the person in physical holistic means you look at the person as a whole mind body and soul so Love when it, it comes to health it, you can improve your health, mind, body, and soul. So as I was saying earlier, people automatically think of health as the physical. And it's not just the physical, it's all interconnected. So your physical affects your mental, it affects your emotional, it affects your social, it affects um, your sexual health, your financial health, the community aspect of health, social health. There's so many different aspects of health. And so 
when it comes to improving your health, I help people focus on every single aspect of their health, mind, body, and soul. And like I said, they're all interconnected. So in order, in order to improve one aspect, you have to improve others. And it starts from healing and um, working through any obstacles that you're experiencing in any one of those aspects of health. And then that's when you're going to see that your health will improve, the healing will happen. And it's literally doing the work every single day, doing the work. Yeah, it, it definitely, everything is a work in process. Um, you speak on healing. Isn't um, it? <laughs> definitely. Is. I, 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 for an example, uh, Lizette gave me a beautiful compliment. And uh, I was explaining to her that it took me a long time to get to where I was at from yes. that picture mentally from where I used to be. And that's a part of healing. And Can you I just, go really ahead. Quick, and I just want to say this, what you were describing is the journey. Yeah. Journey is a key word. It's a key word. It is. That journey is definitely, I have a friend, um, shout out to my friend. She uh, has a, uh, a, a healing, uh, She's a wellness coach and uh, her, the name of hers is journey in her shoes. Right. Oh, oh okay. And we all go through journeys. And I said, yep. I tell her all the time, I'm like, well, I, I, you know, I'm explaining like, that's my journey, but I don't want to, you know, like, but that's my, no, she was like, anybody that's everybody has a journey, yes. you know, the journey that you go through to get to where you're at. And, uh, Having a safe space, ugh, having a safe space is something yeah. that you create. Um, I created this platform because I wanted to have a safe space for warriors to come and to celebrate who they are and celebrate the people that they're encouraging. Uh, your vibration is why I sought you out because uh, your aura, even though you're seen in a post, but the aura that you give off of value of confidence of uh familiar from familiar to excuse me i'm having a hard time articulating today familiarity uh i could familiar you're familiar you have autoimmune disease but you can't you represent power and glory thank you uh, i want to know what do you use to empower yourself i see you're giving everybody tools but what empowers you wow such a great question and can i just say um i receive that compliment energetically for you to recognize that and feel that in in my posts on social media um yeah. i can say the same for you and i appreciated it and it's because you know we're doing the work to heal and show up for ourselves every day and yeah. if someone recognize that wow that's such an honor and i thank oh, you so thank i you. do receive that um okay. doing the healing work along my journey is how I'm able to continuously work and improve myself so I can continue to give to others. Um, I'm going to give this example. I have a water bottle right here. I always say glass half full, cool, right? Cool, right? <laughs> and so in order to give to others and to show up in the world through purpose and do what you need to do just to make it through for yourself and for others, how can you even give to others unless your cup is full? So I have to make sure in order for me to be successful in helping others, which is my purpose, I have to make sure my cup is full and to pour into myself. And I am able to give to others through my overflow. 
And I encourage anybody to do that. You know, just like when you're on a plane, then they tell you secure your life belts first, first, first. before so you help someone yeah. else. Right. It kind of sounds like what? That's so selfish. No, no. it's it's a part of prioritizing you so you can be your best self so you can give to others. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're giving everything you have, and then you're not going to be as replenished or be able to give your all. So what does that look like for me in particular? Um, I had to learn very on what mind, body, soul healing was for me. And um, because my mental was not in the best place, my emotional was not in the best place. Obviously, my physical was not in the best place. So how can I, how can I get to being my best self? So I can do what I need to do, what I was created for. So for me, that meant um, really pouring into my mental. They say, whatever, whatever you think is what you speak. Whatever you speak is turns into your actions and your actions turn into um, what the rest of your life and your, your life trajectory is going to look like. Um, what you're going to bring into fruition into the world, your, your destiny, right? Right. Exactly. So it, it took me working on my mental, my emotional, and, and outwardly in my physical. So for me, it was, um, and, and this is, I'm such an advocate for movement and mobility. Um, so not only do I work on the mental aspect of, of myself, you know, talking to God, um, working on my feelings, not suppressing things, that's all a part of healing. Um, but it's also, what am I doing to pour into myself? And for me in particular, movement is everything. So, um, I, and this is the key, like my doctors at the time told me you should not work out anymore. You should not run. You should not lift heavy weights. You should not go out in the sun anymore. And these are all things that I enjoyed doing. They made me, me, I've always been super active, whether it was taking on new projects pouring myself into uh, my social relationships, being active in my community, or just being active as an individual to now I'm being told, no, you can't do any of those things anymore. And I'm one of those people, if you tell me not to do it, I'm going to want to do it. I'm here. Yeah, I'm one of those people. So I, or I'm one of those people, you tell me that I can't. Tell me that I can't and watch, I'll show you I can't. Right. Like, wait a second. Is this something that I do want to do? Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Okay. I'm going to figure out how. How to do and it. So, yeah. So no, lupus was not going to be my new, um, identity, my new identity stamp on my forehead. No, I'm still Lizette. I'm still strong. I'm still part. Exactly. It's something that I have. It's not who I am. Mm-hmm. And so it's very much took, how can I overcome? And, and so I had to, I remember starting to just walk again. I remember being in tears, having to walk so far um, from my job where I had to park back to my building, where I had to work, where before it was nothing. And now I can't even walk two steps without the the soles of my feet aching and being in pain. I couldn't walk up the stairs. Like it was so hard and I had to nurse myself back to health. So whether it was walking again or stretching or um, learning yoga, which has been very instrumental to me, learning, wow, I can actually build up my strength again. Now I can work with my own body weight. I can actually do free hand weights. All of those things taught me this is possible. And just having that encouragement and seeing myself get through it and um, you know, utilizing my friends and my family members as support 
I'm like, you know what? I would love to help other people do this. And finding that sense of purpose was another huge thing to get me through. It's possible. It is possible. That's why you became a coach because you can teach and show people and give them the steps. And that's extraordinary. Uh, I admire what you're doing in your coaching. Can you please give my kings and queens some last minute words and advice or empowerment? And also give uh, where you're located and where how you can be found, where you're at, your um, handles uh, on social media so they can look you up. Can you please give my kings and queens some beautiful advice of words from Lizette? I would say um, the biggest thing is really making sure that you discover your power and figuring out what that is for you. Meaning how can you heal yourself to be your best self and um, be the person that you were created to be? I would also encourage you to, to really do some deep dive searching into why you believe that you were created on this earth and figuring out what your purpose is. The reason why um, it's so important to figure out your purpose is because we were each created so divinely made with um, a special heart, special talents, uh, very unique personality traits that make us who we are so we can give back to the world. Purpose is how we are all interconnected. And without figuring out your purpose and living in your purpose, the world is missing you. And so discovering your power to, to live purposely and live authentically is a form of healing. Figuring out what is best for your health is going to help you to heal. And healing is all a part of that mind, body, soul connection. So we can be our best selves. So I would definitely encourage people to heal, improve their health, discover your power and stay true and authentic to who you are. And the more that you do those things, the more that you're going to see, you're going to shine brighter. You're going to attract those people that, that are aligned with you and your journey. Those people that are so important for you to connect with throughout the world as you continue on. And, and just being able to be in that space and living and flow, how we talked about in the beginning of the session, is how you're going to see that you're on the right track, that you are on the journey that you are supposed to be on. No one else's journey, but your own. And that's where the magic happens. Um, you see, you start to see God talking to you and showing you the right path through, you know, I say using the universe as his playground. Um, I, you're going to notice synchronicities, whether it's through things that people tell you or things that you notice or opportunities, doors that open for you. And all of those things are directing you on the path that you should be on. Um, and so I would definitely encourage people to do that as well as don't be afraid of getting support. I truly believe that everybody needs a coach. I even have coaches that help me. So find that support, whether it's through friends, through family or someone professional in a coaching um, aspect and, and really be encouraged to go forward. Um, there's nothing wrong in, in acknowledging areas that you need to grow and that you need to heal in and finding the support that you need to go forward um, so you can fully heal and, and be the person that you were created to be. So, and I will say, 
another great form of support is listening to like this podcast, which is amazing. You know, the fact that you, um, you're going to find your community. And um, I think it's so amazing because this is, I've struggled with that is really finding or building my community. The fact that you've done this for people that, um, that are sick or that go through challenges with their health, that go through autoimmune chronic illness, um, diseases. I mean, I think that that is so wonderful that you are empowering others. So for people to be able to find community like this, I would highly encourage them because this is, um, we didn't have things like this years ago. So thank God for you. Um, thank Amen. God for coaches that are, or anybody that's supporting the autoimmune or chronic illness community, especially the lupus community. Yeah. And so um, if you would like support from someone like me, you can find me um, on my website, which is discoveryourpowertoday.com. It's all spelled out. Um, you can also find me on Instagram, under coach underscore Lizette, C-O-A-C-H underscore L-I-Z-E-T-H. You can also find me um, at my business dis or um, Instagram, which is discover underscore your underscore power. And um, I'm also on Facebook. I'm on, uh, um, you can find me on Facebook under my name, Lizette Santa Maria. You can also find me on TikTok under the Lupus Coach. Um, you can find me on, on any one of those platforms by searching my name or just searching Discover Your Power. This is my favorite part of my podcast. When I started One Sick Bee, I wanted to salute um, the many other autoimmune disease warriors that are out here and give representation to them uh, with a face, a name, and to show that we are thriving. Uh, Lizette, you are a beautiful aura of energy. You are empowering women and men that have lupus to discover their power, um, their purpose. You found your purpose. Your purpose was to inspire and to teach. Um, just being who you are and the fact that you are loving people unconditionally for them to come to you with their flaws and their insecurities and for you to create a safe space. Um, Lizette, you are a strong individual that has faced unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles that life threw at you without warning, but you refuse to carry the spirit of brokenness. So I want to certify you, Lizette, one, six, B. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Brandy. <laughs> And kings and queens, stay, stay tuned for our upcoming episodes. And thank you for listening to One Sick B Podcast. Know you gotta read between the lines, but it's okay, you on it. Know you got some people in your life that's gonna make you want it. Know you got some people by your side when you look into their eyes. All you ever do is smile, cause they make you worth it. Already know this life ain't perfect, but you gotta work it. You gotta adapt it to the pain, and you got used to hurting. And you're the one that's needed help, you used to offer service. You're not alone, not by yourself, and don't forget that. You're always fighting, always fighting for the get back And you always trying, always grinding and I'm with that You're such a fighter and your strength is where your gifts at You know every day's a fight, but every day you getting up and perform When you think there's nothing left, you gotta know you got more Let's not forget that God sent his strongest soldiers to war Like, God sent his strongest soldiers to war You know every day's a fight, but every day you getting up to perform And when you think there's nothing left, you gotta know you got more Let's not forget that God sent his strongest soldiers to war Like, God sent his strongest soldiers to war Thank you.